hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Exco, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, <laughs> that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Exco, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I don't want to put you on the spot, but like 40 time, like you got a general range you can throw out there for us? Yeah, I'm going to hit that 4-4. You're going to hit that 4-4? Ooh, wow. Ooh, I like it. I like wow. it. No doubt. Wow, write the check. A lot right. of times they don't write the they check. All right. I like it. You're my kind of man. All right. <laughs> I got you. Back it up. One day later. Official time of 4.48 seconds for Chop Robinson, who Boom. broke the check on Wednesday. Now, does 4.48 count as 4.4? Yeah. I'm willing to give him. I, I am, too. You get under 4.5. Yeah. I think, I He's mean, in I think the 4.4s, four not 4.4 four, four I think that's what he was saying, 4.4. Four, four. I just want to be in the 4.4s, four, right? So, yeah, definitely give him the benefit of the doubt, especially, right? Big man moving. That's what I mean. I mean, Chop's what, 252? 2.5462 two, and 7 eighths. Right. So, yeah, we're giving him the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, but that was fun to watch. And, of course, you know, we got to see some of our guys that we talked to have good performances. But that's going to open eyes. People thought he was fast. Fast, you know, four four at two fifty four, like you said, that's another level of fast. And also, Chris, the burst out of the gates one point yes. five four seconds for the first ten yards, according to ESPN stats and information. One of the fastest, most important first ten thing. yards in the last twenty years for a guy that big. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing. That's the thing the scouts actually and the the NFL evaluators, guys that are actually are linebacker coaches, defensive end coaches, they're going to be more in, in, impressed by the the ten yard split. Because, right, that's what their life is. Put your hand down, get around the corner in about an eight- or nine-yard span and get to the quarterback and knock his head off, right? Get to Patrick Mahomes, do whatever that way. And, you know, that shows you that he's got an ability to get off the ball, stay low, and be extremely explosive still. So, yeah, that did him a lot of good. The good old, good old pork chop. He shed a few. Dropped the pork. He dropped the pork, and now he's got a 4-4 speed. I like it. Our guy Jared Verse from Florida State, who was with us a couple of days ago, he did a 4-5-8. Yeah, which is not too shabby. Not too bad, is right. And he's a few pounds heavier, I believe, as yeah. well, right? Yeah. So that was good. Uh, Jared Verse, great personality. They all did, right? We 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 talked about that. Uh, I I liked his body a lot. 
right? You know, even watching it yesterday, but you know me. Context and well, you know, if anybody knows me, they (laughs) they know know that, right? But as they were walking away and stuff, I was like, "Ooh, look at his legs, look at his butt," right? Like, I mean, there's things that translate there. Jared Verse has the overall powerful looking body package, and then you know, looks like a guy that's going to be able to handle his, himself just fine on the edge against some big offensive tackles. We're not going to name names of guys that we saw and that we talked to who, when you look at him, you kind of wonder, right? Is that body going to make work? it? Right. But we saw plenty of guys who was like, okay, put him in pads and let him play right now. Definitely more that way, right? This year, I think the two things is I came away with, especially the defensive guys who we primarily have seen so far, going, hmm, they, their body fits the mold. I feel like I more times than, like, other years, I feel like it was like 50-50. This year, I feel like between personality and the look of the body, you were like, man, those are two things there, you know, two out of three or four important things where you go, they check the box in a big way, and they got that going for them. And a lot of big personalities. A lot of guys Great who are just oozing, yeah. oozing with confidence right. and who just get it, who understand what it takes, who understand that that confidence is critical to yeah. anything and everything they're going to try to do. Right. So that's been fun. And, and that's just from Wednesday and Thursday with Prospects Today. Now, some of these are during the show, so, and I've, I've resisted in the it's past. It's Baller Supreme the today. the names out there. Yeah, but you're going for but it today. good Lord. Marvin Harrison Jr., mm. Caleb Williams, mm. Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Woo. Bo Nix, Malik Neighbors. All the ballers. Blake Corum. Wow. Frank Gore Jr. You know, Frank Gore Jr. You know what I'm going to say to Frank Gore Jr. Well, of course. I said I saw Frank yesterday, so I, I, I gave Frank a hug because Frank's great, right? And I know we had our little spat and beef because I said he wasn't a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So we hugged each other a little bit. And I was like, you still mad at me? You still want to beat me up? You know, and he, he laughed. And, and he he's could. great. Yeah, he definitely could. <laughs> he's still powerful. He, he'd still get, in fourth and two, Frank Gore would still get the first down right now. I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> I think between him and Adrian Peterson, if the phone rang, they would play. They're, anytime, anyplace, anywhere. They're just, yeah, they're addicted. They're, they're addicted to it. You're right. But it, it, looks, it looks good. I think uh, Frank's making a transition in his life, right? If I've got this right, I think he's working or a part of the San Francisco 49ers front office he is. there. He is. You're right? right. That's where I saw him with a, a few of those guys yesterday. Better than boxing. He'd gotten into boxing oh, for a I know. while. Right, I know. Well, what is, what is that thing in the NFL or with guys right now wanting to box? I guess it's the paydays. That's pretty much all there is I to it. I think it's a combination of the payday and you still want to compete. Yeah. You still want to go out there right. and, and have a winner and a loser. You want to show what you can do physically. You just want it. You like being in that contact. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. You can't replace football yeah. with something No, no, that's different than that. You're right. You're right. Tyree Kill, you see, he got a little little, like, uh, social media spat or beef with Jake Paul, right? Talking about, like, maybe they might box or something. Oh, God. I know. I know. That would be uh, – I'd, I'd actually buy pay-per-view to watch that right there. I, I think a lot of people would. Yeah. I mean, to root for or against Tyreek I know. It would be interesting, right? You know, I'm always going to favor the football guy because I'm part of that community. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm sure there would be other people that would be hey, hoping with, he gets knocked out. With the money that those, like, celebrity boxing match – like They're killing it. Jake Paul, Logan Paul, that crew, I mean, I've known about them for 10 years because my kids would watch them on YouTube, and I'd look on the bottom and be like, wait, hold on a second. Does that say 100 million views, right? I'd be like, what? Right? And it was just, uh, so there, there's a world out there that you and me are just We not, have no idea. Yeah, we don't have no idea. So what do they do? What do they do that people tune in to view they it that They used to just often? do stupid crap, but kids like stupid crap. 
that's what, you know, like he'd literally be like the thing of the day would be like, we're going to have a wrestling match on this big trampoline. Right. I mean, this is when he was younger. Right. And in my house or we're going to go to the store today and I'm going to buy a hundred thousand dollar car. And it's just like it's that. But the, the kids liked watching it. And of course, you know, there's some personalities and they're always pranking each other and right. doing something stupid like right. that. And that's kind of where it took. And then off. they decided to start boxing. And then they started. Well, they, that was always in their thing. They were always box, even when they were young, right? They would challenge. And then they started to challenge other YouTubers. And they're pretty good athletes, as you can see with their body. And right. if you see their mom and dad, you start to go, oh, damn, yeah, they are, they are athletes. They got a little something to them. And it went from there. Well, we don't have either of them on the show today. No, we don't. We would get oh, a lot of views know. and clicks, though. Yeah, that we could, yeah. For, maybe, maybe we need to business. get them on. Maybe we need to get <laughs> know, in touch right? with them. Maybe you should box one of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'll take one for the team. Get my I, ass kicked. <laughs> uh, it's quarterback day. Yeah. It's, you know. In the mornings here, it's been very quiet when we get started. And if you notice, by the time 9 o'clock rolls around, there's yeah. a lot more activity. And then after we're done, there's even more activity. Not all the names that I said today are going to be here live. Right. But today's quarterback day, so it's going to be Ooh, it's going to be popping in you here. You know it. It's the stars are out today, right? I mean, even our crew is excited today. Uh, even last night, they were like, oh, man, we got everybody coming tomorrow. This is going to be awesome, right? I mean, Pete Demolitolitis and Morgan, they were all like, man, I can't wait. And I, I share that feeling with them. And it's our last day here, too. What a day to go out. Right. Going out swinging. Nothing against the guys we had Wednesday and Thursday, because we had a lot of fun. A lot. But these are the guys that that move the needle the This is the, the top most. of the draft. These, these are, are the guys are, that... Yeah, these yeah. are the stars. And we know it's it's a quarterback-driven league right now and wide receivers to go along with that. So those are the guys we primarily talk about and show highlights of. So I'm excited to, to see them and meet, you meet some of them for the first time. You've applied the caveat to a lot of the guys we talk to, defensive linemen, corners, safeties. You haven't watched their film yet. You have started to do some quarterback yeah, film right. study. Initial thoughts. Yeah, so... You know, it's interesting. I try to hold my tongue a little bit, right? I do, even throughout the week here, because I, I, I notice and, you know, you know, some of our crew notice is I say things to people and then the next day they change their ranking. And I'm like, you know, I'm not sure how much I want to talk about this until we unveil it on our shows and stuff like right. that, right? But I feel like I need to just get some of this out now before I have more private conversations that people plagiarize my thoughts on. Well, so, But yeah. what you're saying, yeah. this is one of the reasons why... I really am not into the whole draft industrial complex because so many of the draft experts are the product of groupthink. It's hearsay. I what heard they this. Hear. Right. Right. It's not their own independent evaluation. Exactly right. You do your own independent evaluation. Yes. And I think it's important for the audience out there to understand you can listen to others who are just providing you an amalgamation of the things they hear yes, right. and are more likely to be manipulated by scouts who want to work the board sure. in a way that right. gets their guy to slip down to them right. versus somebody who's doing his own independent study the same way that a scout for a team would do. You're setting your board like a team would. 100. And you're not making your rankings based upon whatever bull crap I haven't even someone may be trying to push you. Yes, hey, right. this guy's the best. Right. Here's why. Yeah. You're going to look at it and you're going to make your own decision. I'm going to make my own decision. You know, I've been around quarterbacks my whole that life. That would be the nicest thing I've ever right? said about it. You. It really was. I appreciate Strike you that. Strike that from the tape. Boom, boom. I appreciate that, though. No, but, but yeah, I, I have not had any conversations with any established NFL people, right, uh, other than like a GM or two that walked by, they were like, "Hey, who should I take a quarterback?" Right? I've had a few of that, but like not serious conversations. So it's an interesting class. I think it's really, to me, 
it, there's going to be a lot of conversation here. Now, here's what I'll say first off. Caleb Williams is clearly the best, so there's not going to be any shock in my rankings or anything there. He's number one, right? He's going to be in a tier by himself. Now, as I watched him, right, I got a feel for him on the weekend, like I told you, but when we have dead time here in Indianapolis, which we do, that's what I've been doing. Uh, I've been in my room watching film, writing notes on these guys. Caleb Williams is got a lot of Mahomes-ish in him. But the thing about Caleb Williams that's phenomenal, one, the pocket feel, incredible. Two, you know the arm is incredible. The arm is whatever throw you want to make, whatever way he wants to make it, he can do it. You know, you talk about platforms and sidearm. Sure, he can do all that. I think the thing I'm surprised by more than anything is when he is in the pocket, in the clean pocket, his mechanics are really flawless. He does all the right things as far as what I look for to throw the ball and be consistently accurate, consistently throw the ball with power and not lose control of it, right? And then, of course... It's the other stuff that you start to go, oh, wow. Because we know life in the NFL, unless you've got the best offensive line in football, is moving. Oh, 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 oh i got to slide and, oh, throw a 30-yard crosser. Right. right. It's never That's really why Mahomes is so good. He's a shortstop exactly, playing quarterback. Exactly. And this is where Caleb Williams thrives. Caleb Williams, you know, not great pass protection in a lot of games last year, right? He's patient in the pocket. He wants to throw the ball down the field. Uh, but if he's got to move and throw the ball with an awkward body, you know, an awkward body position, feet off the ground, the Mahomes things that you're alluding to, it's also phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's like, damn, it's still like he just stripes it in there and it's on target. On the run is incredible, right? So the negatives about him are all going to be, to me, a little bit more team-related. They stunk. Their defense was horrible, right? They had good receivers. They didn't have great ones, right? They weren't awesome on offense. So I think he kind of felt the burden. And his, his, his only negatives is that he just tried to do too, too much in games where he knew we're overmatched, so i got to carry the team. A little Josh Allen-ish, right? Where you, people are going to dock him and go, oh, you threw interceptions in this game and took sacks. And well, well, they stink. He knew he, they had to score 50 to win the game, or they weren't going to win the game. And I think he is part of what Patrick Mahomes dealt with too at Texas. Exactly Tech. right. So there's going to be some mistakes in that, and and that's the only negative I see about him. But he is a slam dunk. And I'll say this, Mike, after the week of really kind of studying it, I certainly can justify Chicago trading Justin Fields and going that's my with next Taylor question. Williams. You yes. understand why they're tapping the for sale sign uh, into the ground? I, I do, I do. And you know, I've been I'm been a part of the the member of hey, Justin Fields is really good. You can win with him, right? Let's build the team. We've had those conversations, right? But. I get this. I do. Caleb Williams is special. He is the number one pick in the draft. Uh, I'd be shocked if we don't see that trade go down sometime in the next 10 days. But, yeah, I, it certainly gives me, I don't know what I want to say, more confidence in the decision by Chicago. And, you know, they got my backing is what I'm saying from here on out from what I've seen with Caleb Williams. I mean, there is no sure thing when it comes to the first pick in the draft. There right. really isn't. For yep. every Peyton Manning, there's a Jamarcus Russell. But your eyes don't lie. You see what he can do. And everybody's looking for a shortlist franchise quarterback who can guarantee consistent contention. And you look at how long it's been for the Bears since they've had a true franchise quarterback. Yep. Sid Luckman right. was the last one. They thought maybe Jay Cutler, but the farthest he got them was an NFC championship game. This isn't about numbers. This is about wins. This is about postseason success. This is about the Super Bowls. And even yeah. when the Bears won a Super Bowl, it wasn't right. because of Jim McMahon. Right. It was because of the defense. That's right. That's right. They, 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 they've, they finally, I think, have found the, the diamond in the haystack, yes. right? the diamond in the rough properly, but if you know Simsisms, right? So they're, they're, they, they, I think they've got a guy, a special guy, 
And then, you know, you couple that. We've talked about that offense has got some stuff there. He's, the, he's a natural, this kid. He really is. He was born to play quarterback. He was born to throw the football. Uh, and then his movement and running is special too, Mike. I mean, yeah, he can run downfield and get big gains there, but, man, his scrambling is Mahomes and Josh Allen-like, where he wants to buy time and then he wants to throw a 30-yard laser down the field, and that, to me, is something, too. But uh, thoroughly impressed by Caleb Williams. Slam dunk number one and have no problem throwing the ball through the Chicago elements or any of that. His arm is so strong. He throws perfect spirals. He spins it really hard. You know, those are the type of throwers that usually can cut it through the wind and, and bad elements. When it became obvious last week that he wasn't going to have an agent, one of my concerns for him was you need to have an agent who protects you against all the crap that the agents for the other players will throw right. at your guy. Right. He's not going to. He's not going to need that. He's not going to need that. Yeah. He's not. Everybody's going to watch the film and go, okay, let's move on. He's going number one to Chicago. And now this is where. Kind of like Troy Vincent in the competition committee meeting. Move, yeah, move on. Move on. Move <laughs> on. Yeah, right. Which is so great. You say that. I love it. Because you can picture the owner saying that, right? Right. You can picture like a John Mara saying that. So now the other part of this. Now this is to me uh, doesn't quite get interesting yet. Number two is clearly Jaden Daniels. That will not be a change on my ranking when that comes out in another Careful few you tell. weeks. Right? Careful who you tell. Yeah. Well, that's how I that's how I started to figure. There was a few people out there that were like, Drake May is two, you know, Jaden Daniels is three, and I had a conversation with one or two of them, and then all of a sudden I looked and they switched their damn rankings. And I was like, What? I mean literally, like the next day, right? Wow. So, you know, that's where I, I had this little talk with Morgan and Pete Demolitis last night, just a little bit about how should I approach this. But Jaden Daniels Clearly number two. In a tier by himself, too. Let me just say that. We had a lot of guys talk about how Jaden Daniels was the best guy they saw as an opponent. A he, lot of the pass rushers. Yes. He has everything. He's, you know, I'm not going to put, he's not quite the thrower Caleb Williams is, right? And that's why I put Caleb Williams is in a special Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen tier of throwing the football, Right. Right, C.J. Stroud last year, even though it's a little bit more, you know, off the cuff. C.J. Stroud was such a machine and perfect. This guy's a little bit, you know, colors outside the line. Jaden Daniels, you know, he's not that. So that's why I'm going to put him in tier two. But he's in tier two by himself, and it's a like tier two. Whoa, this guy is awesome, and I think he's the number one pick in a lot of drafts. If it's just not Caleb Williams right. or some other, you know, superstar that's out there. So, but when you Jaden Daniels, the throwing consistently accurate. Got a big-time arm, throws the ball down the field, right? Got great presence in the pocket. You could tell he sees the field the right way. And, you know, like Caleb Williams, he can do some of the, you know, uh, you know, sidearm, back foot, throw the ball that way and all that as well. Now, it's not up to Caleb Williams' capacity, but it's really good. But, Mike, the running, now, he's got that on Caleb Williams. This is the best running quarterback We've seen, and I'm trying to think here in a little bit, right? He's the best running quarterback probably to come out since Justin Fields. Wow. He is wide receiver fast, right? We heard some of the guys say that. He can weave through and turn the corner, and you go, whoa, that's a quarterback turning the corner like that? So he's incredible that way. And, yeah, mechanically throwing the football. Again, another guy, it's perfect spirals, it's spin, and he could throw a ball down the field with power, out routes, 20-yard out routes, comebacks, go routes, whatever you want, post over the top, with very little effort, right? And that's big to me, too, because, again, we know in the NFL, the pocket's tight, it's close. You've got to be able to throw a ball sometimes. It's not going to be perfect. You're not going to be able to, oh, I worked with my quarterback coach 
coach and stepped into this the right way and got everything in the right position. A lot of the plays in the NFL are not like that. So you got to get it done with your pure physical ability. Jaden Daniels could do that. I'd be shocked sitting here right now. One, two, done. In the books. I, I would be shocked if it's not this way, Mike. I don't know how... A team, the Commanders. Yeah, you're not going to get Caleb Williams, but you're going to fall into Jaden Daniels, who's got big time superstar potential. I mean, right? Anthony Richardson. I'm probably missing him and his running ability last year. Right now, the bit, the negative will be he's just he's narrow, right? Right. And he's, can he take a pounding? But I haven't seen anything that scares me. And and a year after Bryce Young being drafted, I mean, Jaden Daniels is the Incredible Hulk compared to Bryce Young. So I'm not really that worried about it. But clearly the number two, and that will not change in my rankings when it comes out. It's one, Caleb Williams, two, Jaden Daniels, and I'd be shocked if it doesn't play out that like that on the board uh, in the draft. One other point to make, Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports reported that Caleb Williams is believed to be the first invitee to the scouting combine to decline to participate in the medical exams. That's the reason why they started the combine. Yeah. And that's the power. You know You know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the guy right. that says to the powers that be, I got some power too. Yeah. I don't have to do your little medical thing. I know what I'm going to be drafting. Yeah, as. right. You draft me or you don't. Hey, Bears, you uncomfortable with the fact that I didn't do the medical? Don't draft me then. Somebody else will. Yeah. And I'll kick your butt every chance I yeah, get. Right. So I like the fact that he's willing to push back against that. Do you think that there will be people who are mad that he didn't do it? <sighs> I don't think there will be, you know. I think, you know, he, uh, sounds like he's a smart kid. He's got his reasons. He's thought out. And there's no glaring injury history that yeah. I'm aware of or anything like that that I think and yeah. going to be concerning. And I don't know, does that mean that when he goes on a visit, he won't let that doctor touch him a little, feel, you know, get a little Maybe feel not. for him? I don't Maybe know. Maybe he won't that, go on any be, visits. I'll be interested you know to hear what? that. He may not go on any visits. Well, he might not if have to. If you know to. the Bears are going to take you, why are you going to bother? Yeah, why bother? Yeah, yeah, why, why go all right. over the country when yeah. you know what you're – like, why? What's the point? I think we're going to get to a point where it might be a year where we go, we know the number one pick and the number two pick three weeks before they, the draft. They call it a job interview. You don't have to interview with 20 different companies if you know which company is going to hire no, you. No, I hear that. I hear that. So, wait, I want to say, can I get into the other quarterback? Should we wait until next segment? tell me to take a break. Okay, get we'll a get a break in. in. We'll yeah. come back because to me, the next part is where it gets interesting. Well, well, you know, we got we got somebody waiting to come on with us. Oh, damn! It's Rodney. I forgot. Got Rodney. I didn't think he'd show Rodney's up, so in I the thought house. I'd have a lot of time. I <laughs> really did. Is he here? <laughs> All right. Before we take a break, though, let me remind you: the DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And this season, new customers deposit five dollars and get a bonus bet back up to $1,000 if your first bet does not hit. Download the app and use the promo code PFTLive when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We'll be back with the great Rodney Harrison right after this. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Let's go, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. What did you do to really tap into that? Because the jump from 2022 to 2023 was phenomenal right. in that area. Uh, what helps me a lot is <laughs> school. You know, I had all I had this past year was an internship for the YMCA. Okay. So it helped me just stay locked into uh, like just straight football. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do now, right. straight football. So it's going to be scary at the next level when people see, you know. But what helped me is just... I didn't have school, you know, and school is hard. It's and, a lot of work. It's two jobs. I, I give credit to all the guys that's playing ball because some schools harder than other schools. And the University of Texas is hard. Yeah. A lot is hard. Dang, it's hard. So just managing that and football was hard. So this past year, all I had was football and I rocked out. Devondre <laughs> Sweat with Connor Rogers yes. earlier this week. That's School what we is do hard. in Texas, baby. School is hard. I have a feeling you said that a few times. What? In Texas. That's my kind of guy. We were on the same program. <laughs> Screw school. I want to play football. I'm not doing that. Screw school. That's what, what I'm kind of show is this. Yo, man, a football <laughs> show. <laughs> By the way, we got our guy here, <laughs> Mac- one of the all-time greats, uh, member of the Patriots Hall of Fame, Rodney. I'm I'm so glad to see you. We used to see each other every Sunday during football season, but now he's too big to be in the studio. He's out on the road. He is the I'm great, too big in, to be in the comfortable <laughs> Rodney Harris. Thank you guys for having me. And you talk about Tavondre Sweat. That young man was very impressive. You look at the size of him. Yeah. He was a big dude. Right. Running and moving, how athletic he was, and just his personality. And I think that's the advantage that a lot of these kids – I didn't get an opportunity to come to the Combine and show the scouts my personality, yeah. my movements, what right. I could do, uh, my personality. These guys have such a distinct – advantage over a lot of other kids that couldn't have this opportunity yeah so right you went to you went to the combine yesterday and you watched them in person right i did yeah I did. yeah you're checking them out and and i hear you the the personality thing we've kind of been talking about that all week it, it's been a group of like you know there's something to glean about the guy's personality right Absolutely. you know like a star or a, a take over the game kind but of you player. also know a jerk too and exactly if, and if you meet right. him and if he's not a humble kid if he thinks he's the man already right he's there's around. that fine line yes right? I, I don't want any part of him right and i'll tell you another thing that i saw that i didn't like a lot of these young men yeah. they'll run to 40 and have a false start and then they walk take take 25 seconds to get back like show some enthusiasm show that you're excited that you're happy to be here yeah that this is a great opportunity for you in the future yeah you'd be a good guy to have in the meeting rooms with the players because rodney can spot yeah a jerk. yes yeah, absolutely so the, I mean, he spotted both of us. and i will well, call yeah. him out well, every he's single he's time he's, I will he's, part of a jerk. he's got a little jerk in him too but like a jerk in a good way like uh, i hope we have the jerk well, i just learned from you yeah. well let me let me tell rodney's story this is great i've been watching the dynasty about your patriots yeah. yes okay and i've known you since 2009 and I don't think I ever heard you drop an F-bomb once in 15 years. Seriously, you I, get mad at me when I say the F-bomb around the office. Okay, but I was just I was explaining well, what our mentality oh, was. Oh, oh, okay, but okay. my point is, the first <laughs> clip of Rodney, right. he dropped like three F-bombs in the first sentence. And he said, I said, is that Rodney? And I was, wasn't that like a year and a half ago that we did that? I think I it think was it like was, almost probably. two yeah. years ago. So right. I was at a different space. 
Um, I thought it was great. I love it. I got a kick out of I got a kick out of it. That's not the Rodney I've known since 2009, uh, but I got a kick out of so it. So I got a question for you guys. Yeah. What do you do at number one if you're the Chicago Bears? Oh, so we just kind of hit on this, right? Uh-huh. We've been – I've been one where, like, hey, Justin Fields showed incredible progress, right? Like, we felt like, hey, man, at the end of the year, the way they were playing, they were doing a lot of good things, right? But after – Studying Caleb. Well, one, I totally believe they're drafting Caleb Williams. Period. They're going to move on. I so I don't even think we that, picked right? that up from the stuff and that the guys Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus said yeah, here, right, the other right. day. But then after spending the the last week watching these quarterbacks, Caleb Williams is is really damn special. I can totally understand. Like him and Jaden Daniels are both special. I know you like Jaden Daniels a lot, being a your sons in the SEC and all that. But this is a guy that's a game changer, right? Uh, Caleb Williams has got Mahomes, Josh Allen stuff in him where you could just go, oh, my gosh, that's an incredible throw, all the crazy stuff. So I certainly feel better about them doing that and going with him at number but one. But if I'm Justin Fields, I don't want to be in Chicago. I think they've ruined his confidence. I, I, I mean, this disagree. is a young, talented kid. He's a yeah. good kid. Right. He, um, like – if I'm him, I'm looking at Atlanta. No doubt. Atlanta would probably be it's my number perfect, one choice. Right? More so even the Pittsburgh Steelers. I agree with because you. Because he has Rodney. such a plethora of talent around him. And it's a city that wants him. It's a city that needs a quarterback. Yeah. A city that wants to embrace him. And an African-American quarterback, too, right? Absolutely. That plays with an African-American pack. coach, Exactly too. right. We've kind of been saying this all week. We felt like that, was, that would be the right move. Yeah. Right. Our take on, at least my take from Tuesday, when – if you read between the lines, and it doesn't take much to read between the lines and see what the Bears were saying, it's almost like they want Justin Fields to say, I want to be I don't want to be here. They're trying to yeah, call Yeah, they're trying swap. to make him do it. They said they wanted a quarterback that's better in late-game situations, right? Mm-hmm. And don't you think that's kind of an indictment on Justin Fields? You're kind of saying you don't want him anymore, right? That's maybe the one thing he hasn't checked the box with yet, and you're bringing that out to the public. And they're talking about was, third down, right. throwing from the pocket, There's just stuff he hasn't get done things well. Done right, yeah. things that were negatives on him. They brought those up as what they're looking for for different, which was a telltale sign. Well, we at, at the end of the day, um, if I'm Justin Fields, I'm telling my agent, I'm going to um, you know Ryan Poles and just yeah. saying, look, guys, we don't have to go back and forth. Let's just go ahead and move on. Right. Um, and I just think it's time for a change. You talk about Justin Fields this year. He talked about in in training camp. Um, you know, he's confused and he doesn't know, you know, yeah, who to listen right. to. He's got all these different voices. Right. And to me, that's just a coaching staff that has completely ruined a young talent. It's time to move on. Yeah, I hear you. Fresh start for him. It is. Right? Who else did you see yesterday that stood out this when you were at the workouts? Um, hold on. He's, a, he's got to look at his phone to figure out his name. But you like both Texas guys. Oh, yeah, Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy. Yes, he right? kind of remind me of an Aaron Donald. Yeah. You know, just compact. Right. Um, explosive, very, just really good athletic, personality. Right? Yeah, great very, personality. very, very athletic. Right, right. So I was really, really excited about he, him. He was so huge when he sat there the other day, and then he gets up, and there's nothing here. Like yeah. it's all up top. He's the one that said, "I came out swole." He, came, he said, "I came, I came out swole." He came out he swole? Said. That's what he said. <laughs> he goes like, because I was like, "When did you know you were beast?" He's like, "I've always been swole." And I was like, "So when you were eight, you had muscles?" And he's like, "Yeah, I had muscles." And, uh, and I was like, "I believe it, right?" So yeah, I hear you there, right? And he, he, athletic. Right, I don't know if he'd be in like a New England defense, right, where you two gap and do stuff like that. No, I think right? he's a little too. He's small. He's a little too small, yeah. not long enough arms, right? But yeah. on a four-three shade nose, three technique, I think he can do all. Look at Big Boy running right there. He's six-one, three-zero-five. Look how smooth he is. I mean, 
you don't yeah. understand that this is a 300 pounder right here running a 4.8. It's incredible. That is tremendous. Yeah, incredible. I, I bet you 100 grand you couldn't run a 4.8 right now. No, I have you. Don't worry. <laughs> don't, don't even go to the bank. It's, it's, we know that's not happening. <laughs> Who else? So you saw the, those are the two big guys that jumped out to you maybe more than anything. How, about, a few, well, how about some of the pass rushers, like the edge guys? I didn't get a chance to see a lot of the, the edge guys. Right, right. But, you know, you see them and they're tall. I don't understand. You have an opportunity to come here and show what you can do. Who's the kid from Alabama? Dallas Turner. Dallas Turner. Right. He didn't work out. I was surprised. He told us he was going to probably run the 40 and do the vertical. To do that, he only did the vertical. Why? I, I, don't, I don't understand that. Why do you opt out? Is it because you're not you're not prepared? You're not ready physically? He doesn't like his time yet. I think that's the well, big thing. Well, he needs to get in. The, what has he been doing the last I, two or three months? I'm not sure. I'm sure. But he obviously feels like he wants to buy himself a few extra weeks here to get a little bit better at the 40 or whatever else, right? That's not a red flag? I, I, it, it would be it's in our world, right? It if will you're thinking be. about I taking know. him a top 10 I know. or whatever. I hear you. So, that hey, his pro day will be important now because he better show out when yep. you delay it and do that type Absolutely. of stuff and impress us, right? A lot of these guys, too, have people giving them advice that may not be the best advice, and they listen to the advice because you hire the agent, you refer to the agent, and, you know, it might be better for the kid to do it sometimes. I don't know. Look, I think my position has always been what you did in college, the film's there, that should be enough. If you're great, yeah. that should be enough. You shouldn't have to do all this other we're, stuff. We're, we got to stand corrected here. See, this is where I, I didn't watch late enough into the night. He ran the 40. He ended up he running the 40. the 40. Oh, he did? He did. There he is. What did he, he run? He ran 446 at 248. That's all I want to see. That's all you want to see, That's right? What I He's see. an edge pass rusher. The tape is there. The, the guy can move. What yep. was the 10 uh, yard split there, uh, Pete? If you could get that to me in my ear at some point, too. Because he, he in person. Just look how smooth oh, he is. Oh, I know. In I mean, person. He, he looks like he's a defensive back moving. He, that is phenomenal. He screams athlete in person, right? When you see him, you just go, well, damn, he's fast and explosive. Like, I don't even need to see you run. It feels like it. He's got that body. But the most you know? important thing with him, he can't just be a guy that. It's an athlete. You have to come in, and he has to be a difference maker. He has to be a day one starter, yep. a guy that can come in and really help improve that defense. Yeah, and and his ten yard split was one five four, which is like that to me. That's football that's in it. that ten yard space. It's not. 40-yard dash. You look at all these scouts. Yeah. Everyone's gathered at the 40-yard line staring, and, and as soon as the 40-yard dash is over, all the scouts scatter. It's like that's the most important thing. To me, that's not the most important thing. It's the film. It's the personality. Then it's yeah, the 40. Then the 40. My bad, Dallas Turner. See, that's what happens. I went to eat late, and then uh-huh. I lost him running the running Well, at least the he did what he was supposed to do. That's right. He so took care my of business. bad there. Congratulations, man. Roddy, 30 years ago when you were a rookie, you, does it feel like it's been 30 years since you were a rookie? <laughs> First of uh, it's all, it's been a long time, 30, 30 years, 1994, 1994. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So what was the hardest part for you to make the transition to the NFL game? Um, just getting over the stereotype that I'm a kid from a small school. Um, I didn't play in a, you know, yeah, big, big time, time, big time SEC or anything like right. that. And just proven, always constantly have to prove yourself. You know, when you get a safety or a guy that comes in as a second or a first round pick, He's pretty much good for four or five years back then. Um, but I've always had to prove myself. I've always had to overcome the stigma of being that fifth-round pick, a junior coming out of Western Illinois. So that's why I always wanted to take somebody's head off <laughs> to prove to him. And it never went away. And it never went well, away. Right, right, right. He, he can say what he wants. I mean, the first time he hit a kid in peewee football, he took his head off, remember? So he's, been hit, he's doing that no matter what. I just what. clothesline him, man. He's just like six years old. How about um, – I've been wanting to ask you this. 
are you are, are you surprised Vrabel Belichick didn't get a job or you know Vrabel maybe pursue it hard enough? I'll start with Coach Belichick. Right. No, I'm not surprised that he didn't get a job. Um, you look at the last few years; it's 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 been a disaster. And I think this is the best thing that Bill could do: sit out a year, go be a broadcaster, you know, off and on maybe a couple couple weeks out yeah, of a month, right? And just take a break. Go chill on his be boat. Be a person. Yes, be a, be a real human being right. and come back maybe next year. There'll be two or three openings next year and he'll have an opportunity. Yeah. I about, just really wonder, yeah. the more I think about it, right. will there be an opportunity? Because you got to basically throw the keys to him. Yeah. How's he going to fit in a structure where he's, let's say, working for a general manager who's 42, 43 right. years old, and that guy all of a sudden is Bill Belichick's boss? That's not going to work. You know, Robert Kraft made that comment that Bill was willing to take less power and stay. And Robert's like, that's not going to work. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be confusing because this guy's been in charge. So even though that was applied to New England, I think it works anywhere else. I think it's one of the reasons why I only got one interview this year. So I don't think it's such a given, unless it's like Dallas, because you got Jerry Jones openly talking about Bill Belichick. What about the Eagles? If they, the if Eagles they, if as well, successful. that's a possibility. You don't that's why He's got to go somewhere where yeah. there's a table set to a degree, right? Yes. Not, not in a rebuild and they're gonna four be or five-year process. They're going to be comfortable with his guy coming in who used to run the show. He and maybe he has to, to adjust his personality and you know his call for power. Yeah. And he'll have to do that. Yeah, I, I can see that. You know, he Eagles do- or Dallas, he might be like, hey, you know, hey, Howie Roseman, you've been damn good. I'll, I'll you know, hey, team Rodney, up with yeah, you there. you can team right? up with someone right. smart one, like one that. One of the reasons right. he needs to do media, he needs to get fans excited about him because one thing we detected is the Patriots season was going downhill. A lot of fans out there didn't want him from other teams because yeah. they look at the disaster the past few years have been and they see him and there's nothing about him that they think is interesting and he grumbles. And if he does TV and he does really well – and some of these fans are like, oh, we, you know, hey, we were wrong about him. We want this guy. And I then just, go that, back to grumbling all the time. And that's why I say if he takes this year off, he needs to come back refreshed. I mean, this is not a young dude. No. This is a dude that puts in 14, 16, 18 hours a day. He's a grinder. So um, him getting that rest, getting fresh and rejuvenated, come back, that'll give him an opportunity at least. Why do you think so many ex-players, right? I, I know you're not one of them. You're a – you're, you you think Bill's God as kind of I, I don't do. think he's God. Well, I think I you know I have a lot of respect right. for him because you know when I came in he gave guys like myself Tom Brady you know they always try to compare to, you know is it Tom is it Bill yeah. it was both of them right neither one of them could have the level of success without each other sure, and of then with that being said then you discount guys like Willie McGinnis and Teddy Bruce a lot of guys get discounted guys. in New England yeah. it yeah. kind of bothers me I know it bothers a lot of New England players no, it bothers me too it does because too, we because put you... a lot of work in we sacrificed a lot we didn't go self-promoting no. it wasn't about us your defense is really the star of the show for the first three Super Bowls right and and and, and you know, people talk about game managers. and I don't know what all that stuff means. All I know is do you win or do you lose? Yeah. Are you being successful? Right. Are you not being successful? So whether someone's a game manager, who cares? Okay, man? so wait. So off of that, though, why do you think so many ex-players kind of take shots at Bill or kind of put him down? A lot right? of times they're bitter. That's, they're that's just bitter, man, because Bill has expectations. He holds you accountable. and He, he doesn't give money out easily. Right. But, if, right. but if you're Tom Brady, he's calling you out. Yeah. If you're Rodney Harrison, he's, he doesn't care. Yeah. You know, and that's right. the thing that when I first walked in and I saw him and I heard him speak, and I'm like, wow, I like this dude because – you know, he'll call There's out no, Tom. No he'll, BS, right. no excuses. Just straight, straight right. in your face. Right, but you think some guys, it wore on them, 
and they're still it's bitter tough about to play that. for Bill. But right. when you win that many championships, right. you see why. Yeah, we, we, I was on a team that won 21 games in a row. Yeah. You know, uh, undefeated 16-0 season. You don't get that with the coach being a nice guy to everybody. He's got to be a jerk. He has to be an a-hole at times. He has to hold guys accountable. I don't feel like guys know that anymore, though. Because they're soft. They're soft. (laughs) They are soft. Oh, I don't want to go to Patriots because it's no fun. Are you kidding me? You mean winning Super Bowls and – you know, playing in playoff games, that's yeah. not fun. That's yeah. not exciting. Right. Man, come on, please. Yeah. <laughs> How about it. Vrabel? I love it. Beyond the fact that he didn't get a job, Mike Vrabel. He should have got at least a defensive well, coordinator job. Well, that was ridiculous. I don't know. Well, I think he's, he's above that. He's above yeah. that. Oh, he he's definitely should be yeah. a head Rodney, coach. Rodney, I'll take right. a step back and say the guy never should have been fired. No, I agree. respect to the Titans. I thought the guy did a hell of a job. Like every year there'd be 90 different guys on the roster. And he'd still have a good team. They were a number one seed with 90 guys this on the roster example one year. Of some organizations just don't know how to handle a guy, a guy, like, Vrabel. A guy like Vrabel. Right. Like a guy like Jim Harbaugh. Like the 49ers didn't right. know how to handle Jim Harbaugh. I feel like the Titans didn't know how to handle Vrabel. But how do you not handle go. Vrabel? Vrabel is such an easy going. He's a smart guy. Um, he's a guy that, like Bill, he's going to hold you accountable. Yeah. I, I thought he did a good job in Tennessee. Yeah. And how do you win with Levis and who's the other kid? Ryan Tannehill yeah. Yeah. for the past few years. They were the number one seed yeah, well, a couple they, of years ago. Their team the last few years, right? Yeah. I mean, that's why the GM was fired, you know, two years ago. Trade A.J. Brown. Trade A.J. Brown. They missed on draft picks. I mean, there was a ton of stuff. Big money to the Bud Dupree, right, as an edge rusher. Never did Remember anything. Remember Tyler Lewan got exactly, paid. He yeah, got hurt. Exactly right. Right. They look at Jack Conklin out the door, who's an all-pro, you know, right tackle. There was huge mistakes there, and they overcame it. Vrabel will be coaching back was next not year. the problem with no, with exactly right, because yeah, he's very detailed. Um, One of the best coaches of football. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right. I thought for a while maybe he would end up in New England. Gerard Mayo instead gets the job. Your thought on him taking over post Bill? I like Gerard. When he came in, he was a very quiet, humble guy, first-round pick. Tennessee. Yes, yeah. and he was really, really shy, but you could see that he attached to, like, um, Teddy Bruschi yeah. and Vrabel and some of those guys. And as he's gotten older, his personality comes out, the right. confidence. I think he's I think he's going to be fantastic, but they got to get a quarterback. Yeah. And I don't think Drake May is the quarterback. I don't. I'm a Patriots fan, so I'm looking at Jaden Daniels. If we can get him, yeah. I think we can be in business. Yeah, they're gonna have to trade a lot. I, I know. Right now, I know. Going, the should be taking Jaden Daniels well, all the and way. And Washington needs a quarterback, and they're yeah. at number two. That's what I mean. And it, it, it maybe Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels gone by the time the Patriots pick. Well, yeah. I didn't get to get into it, and I wanted to, but to me, that's where it's gonna get interesting because I, I have a hard time. Most people in football, I think, are gonna go watch the film and go, Caleb's one, Jaden's two. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. This, the next part of this conversation, to me, is what's going to be interesting over the next few weeks. Because Drake May is kind of a cemented in the two or three spot for most people. And after the week of watching film and stuff, that should not be the case. But right? why, why hasn't it changed? Like, all these months, you're not just the only one watching tape. I, because if you I, see that in Drake May, then why, why do they keep saying that he's a top three pick? I think, like your GMs and stuff like that might know they're just sitting in the weeds. And then the important coaches are just starting. Some of them haven't even watched these guys yet, right? Like, I bet you a guy like Andy Reid or guys that were late in the playoff run here, right, they're not, like, into the draft yet. They're still trying to figure out free agency. you also have scouts to do that. They do. But we know at the end of the day it's going to be the GM and the big-time coaches in the mm-hmm. building that are going to sway the opinion of the organization. And that, to me, you know, what you're saying with Drake May, I hear you. Because okay. Bo Nix – is really damn good. Bo Nix is the overlooked guy right now in this conversation. I'm just going to say that flat out. He, as it looks to me, is worthy of being the third pick 
off the board as far as the quarterback is concerned. Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy, and Drake May, I think, is going to be a good conversation. And then you got the Mike Pe- Michael Penix thing, which I think he's the wild card. He is the wild because card. Because if you watch his film, his film is better than Drake May. There's no, like, oh, who throws it better? <clears throat> Michael Penix, period. But he's older. He's got the injury history, right? He does have a little bit of need space to throw the football. He's a little bit of a wind-up guy, right, like where you can kind of see, like, oh, he's about to go here because it's, like, long and deliberate a little bit. But, man, he could throw the damn ball. I was about ball. to say, look at that arm I know, right he there. Could throw lefty, the damn ball. You know I like lefties. Different. <laughs> you know I like lefties. Okay, so let's look at what the Patriots have at the third overall spot. If Caleb Williams is one and Jaden Daniels is two, what do you do there? You got Marvin Harrison Jr. floating around. I hear you. Who may be the best overall player in the draft if we set aside positions. Do you take a quarterback there? Do you take Harrison? Do you trade down and try to get? Do you think you can play the board a little bit? You know, that that's if Bill was still there, you know they'd be doing some oh, high level. What can we do? And, trade yeah, down, right. trade up, trade always this, trade, trade down. Down. <laughs> Always, always in a trade down, yeah. right? I, I'm of the – how many times do you have a chance to take a quarterback – and, and change your organization with this high of a pick. And to me, there's some guys here that got some big-time potential but Drake talent. May at three. Right. I, Drake May would scare I, I think me that's at three. A push. Me that, too. Would scare, that would scare me at three. Right? I'm not so, touching. What, what do you think? I mean, look, if you know that you're getting a guy that's going to be a franchise quarterback and keep you in contention for 10 or 15 years, that's, that's right. great. But right. you know, Carolina thought they knew last year with Bryce Young. Yeah. You never know until it's time to go play. You know how different it is. You know how different it is. You get to the next level – and until a guy gets thrown into that mix, you don't know what he's going to do. But we, you like, knew we what all kind of this was you crazy. Knew what you did. But that's one what's crazy up, about the number one down. pick last year. Like most people in football knew that's what's crazy. Except you Carolina, knew, you said C.J. Stroud. Definitely, you just kept yelling C.J. Uh, Stroud. Definitely, he's, number one. he's well, the best quarterback. You, in the you I mean, come on, <laughs> you're damn Hall of Famer. You know, playing quarterback, you got to be a man sitting in there in the pocket. You're mm-hmm. going to take a beating, right? You got to be able to make throws with like damn Seymour, and you got to be able to be a leader. Exactly. When I look at Bryce. Bryce looks like a little scared kid. And when I look at C.J. Stroud, he looks like he's a grown man right. in total control. Right. He gets up to the huddle. He's yeah. directing traffic. He's looking over the defense. When I see Bryce, I see a little kid like, please, don't let me throw an interception. Yeah. It's like he's yeah. trying not to make a mistake as opposed to mm-hmm. making that, plays. That's what happens when you have an owner who, for whatever reason, decided that he liked Bryce Young. And it was all about the Alabama hype. He got it was all about the, him that, imposing exactly right. his will on everyone else in the organization in a very subtle way. When you're yeah. the owner, you don't need to say, do this. They pick up what you want. And they picked up what he wanted, and they took Bryce Young. And they traded up and from 9 to 1 to get him. And Bryce got to get in the weight room, man. That little bitty dude, he's small. Like, he's got to get stronger. <laughs> no no doubt. I mean, right? I mean, even with the rules the way they are right now, still throwing in the pocket with the pocket collapsing. Taking hits. Bearing down. Right. Hey. I mean, how many throw, How many? there's throws that he doesn't make because he's protecting his body because he's afraid he's going to get crushed <laughs> where you go, wait, but like Brady or Mahomes are going to stand there and throw that ball for a 20-yard completion and take the hit. Because they're 225 pounds. 230, right. Yeah. Exactly, Did you right. hear about the rule change that may be coming, speaking of taking hits as a quarterback? Did you oh. hear about this? Chris is going to love this one. I they're, heard. They're, you know how with intentional grounding now, if you're outside the pocket and you throw it past the line of scrimmage, it's not grounding. Okay. They're talking about changing it so even if you're inside the pocket, as long as you throw it past the line of scrimmage, <laughs> it's not grounding, even if no one's around. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. That's not, yeah, that, that's it's, crazy. It's an overcorrection because we had a year of injuries with quarterbacks, right? Where I want to go, and some of the, most of the injuries, it had nothing to do with being hit hard in the pocket. Most of them had nothing to do with it. 
right? We kind of went through this in the season. None of them were like, oh, that was body weight or they got crushed. <laughs> Right, I mean Daniel Jones These got guys hurt. outside the pocket, outside the pocket stuff like that. So that that's it's stupid. And with guys like Mahomes and Josh Allen, if they're in the pocket like this, and all they got to do is throw right there, they're going to be able to throw it there every time. Oh, I'm on my way down. Ugh. Oh, no sack, yeah. no intentional ground. I don't like that. It's a, yeah, that's the a defense alignment, and you know the defensive guys should really be upset about that because. It's going to start affecting their their money, yeah. their numbers, right. so it affects your number. Yeah. You know, you think about if an uh, organization says, well, you only had eight sacks yeah, right. as opposed to having 15 yeah. sacks yeah, because right. of that rule. Right. So and it's going to start messing so with guys' money. They're going to throw with the other arm and get a yeah. pass there, and we're going to go, what? That's, it's, that's yeah, it's, it's not very smart. I don't, I don't like that. I really. hope not. They're trying to bring the kickoff return back into the game, and I know the story very well of how you got Bobby Ross's attention by, by your play on the kickoff coverage Mr. Hammerhead over here yeah but you know I, I got a concussion my, my very you know my very first kickoff you run down there you blow up the wedge and then you look up you have a concussion right. but I was able to go back into the game yeah in 1994 they hadn't figured it out yet it's getting closer to one don't worry coach <laughs> but I'll be back in you know, a second they've overcorrected on the kickoff just like they're overcorrecting with protecting quarterbacks where there aren't any kickoff returns now but they are going to do I don't know how much you've seen this XFL rule where all the guys are basically five or ten yards apart and yep. they stand there and wait for the guy to recover the kick but we were talking to Troy Vincent about it yesterday when you have everybody packed in like that the returner's got to make one move he gets past that line he's gone but that's what they want yeah. they want that exciting playback yeah we need yeah. it back I like that right I like that yeah I do too I yeah. do I, we, we, we it's a lot of fun it. yeah I, I'm with you I think and it makes it interesting. Can do interesting yeah. there's some schematics involved that uh you know outside the box thinkers will come up with some creative ways to return the kicks one more for you. Okay. Uh-uh. I want to th- see what you think about He's this. He's got this little it, devilish grin on his well, face. Here it goes. I'm used to it. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this either, but there was a report the other day that the Jets think that when Miko Hardman was there and not happy with his playing time, oh, yeah. that he leaked the game plan. Now, Hardman denies it through his agent. Got a statement yesterday. Hardman denies it. Jets had no comment. I've heard some stuff that makes me think there might be something to it. At least the Jets think there's something to it. The right. idea of a, of a guy – on your team, telling the opponent what you're going to do. I can only imagine what Rodney Harrison would have done if he'd have caught wind of something like that with one of the receivers on the New England Patriots. Beat his to ass. see if he's a rat. <laughs> Probably that. <laughs> Go confront him right away, and him if he and says something smart, him up in the corner. They'd have him in the corner and be like, what'd you do, Movo? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Um, I hope and pray that that's not the case with that kid. Right. Um, but if, it, if they found out I would say suspend them. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I asked the I, league I if they, they could. Yeah. I, I asked the league, league if they're looking into it because I think this, and we don't have enough time to get into it today. But I, we've talked about this from time to time. There's so much inside information out right. there that isn't being properly contained. And it's one thing to say I'm going to tell my buddy on the Chiefs what we're going to do offensively, but then you got gambling interests and you got people who want to know that and they're willing to maybe pay you some money. They, they got to get a handle on that. And I've asked the league about it. They had no comment either, but they need to look into this because if it happened. It just shows that they really need to be more careful about making sure that the people who have that information don't say anything to anybody. But you would think it's a given you're not going to betray your team like that. Mm. But, yeah, again, I've, I've never heard kid, anything like no, that. Kid denies it. I've never heard anything. Kid that's, denies it through his agent. Yeah, I'll And see. I'll tell you, I mean, if it comes out to be true, 
I don't know if he's going to be welcome in any other locker room outside of the Chiefs. Exactly right. Exactly right. He should want it to be investigated, and he should want to be cleared. Right. So other teams would be able to say. Right. So they don't have that speculation. You know, from being here in Indianapolis, we talk about all – we've talked to so many different people, and it doesn't take much to get into the pipeline to find out and hear – why the Jets think what they think, yeah. and who they talk to, and how they know, yeah. and it, you start talking to people like that, it's like this kind of sounds like it has something to it. But again, we're yeah. not saying he did; he denied it. Jets had no comment, league had no comment. But it's just it's a strange thing that I think the league should look into. Yeah, um, I think you said it right. <laughs> if he's if he, yeah, I think you said it right. If, he, if if it comes out where it's true that he's gonna have a hard time signing with any team, yeah, that's I, like I don't a, want that. I don't that's want a that. no if, no. If he's a rat, right. I don't want that rat in my yeah, locker room. Right. That's what most guys, the majority of guys, are gonna look at. Yeah, exactly right. All right. Well, on that note, Rodney. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. We look forward to Big more f bombs dropping in the dynasty. Stop it, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> this guy used All to right. yell at me when I'd come in the room. Yeah, Rodney Harrison. Mike, remember this. <laughs> oh, I remember well. Uh, but you. it wasn't, but I've, I got it worse than that. <laughs> we'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. I love PFT. We are here at the Indiana Convention Center. The workouts are happening at Lucas Oil Stadium. The workouts got started yesterday. Prospect coming through today. Quarterbacks, receivers, running backs. We're going to talk to plenty of them. We just had Rodney Harrison on. Thanks to him for coming over. Talked about quarterbacks to start the show. Talked about some quarterback stuff with Rodney. Yeah. What else do you have to say about this year's crop? Well, I think, and I know I alluded to it a little with Rodney, but I think this, this conversation for who the third quarterback off the, the board, right, is going to be really interesting. Right, I, you know, I, I'm again. You know, I made fun of. I'm, you know, you, I think it's going to be as we go here. It's going to be set in stone. Caleb one, Caleb Williams one, Jaden Daniels two. It's been like conventional wisdom that Drake May would be the next guy off the board after that for sure. I don't feel that way after watching film on these guys. Right, I don't. You know, one like you heard me say before, Michael Penix's film is better than Drake May. There's no doubt about that. Right, Drake May, he's. He's got your prototypical size and look, right? There, he can go run straight line, you know, get a first down, do all that. <clears throat> Excuse me, but like foot movement in the pocket, right? Hopping around the things we talked about that are so important, buying a little time here, being slippery, doing all that. Man, it's it's the worst of the group wow. the, of, of the top tier guys, right? Then the throwing. I would also argue is the most inconsistent of the group as well. He makes a lot of good throws, Mike. Don't get me wrong, where you go, ooh, wow. But he makes a lot of throws, too, where I go, what the hell was that? Like, how did you miss that? There is some mechanical flaws in his throwing that I don't like, right? So, yeah, that, to me, is, should not be set in stone. And I don't know where I'm going to rank them yet here either. This is where i got to kind of finish it all out, and I'm going to do this on my podcast here in the next week or two. But the one thing I'll say off of that, J.J. McCarthy film, definitely better than you expect. J.J. McCarthy is, knows how to play the game right in all facets. He understands how to run an offense. He has a very good arm, very good arm. I would say it's better than Drake May's arm, for sure. And then I would say he's also a better athlete than Drake May, whether it comes to running or hopping around in the pocket like we talk about. The one that I was most impressed by or is, though, is Bo Nix, guys. Bo Nix, Oregon really has played a ton of football, but I would say his arm is it's 
it's a lot stronger than I expected. It might be stronger than Jaden Daniels. It's not as strong as Caleb Williams, but it's, you know, it's an elite arm, and he's an elite athlete. And, Mike, I'm big into, you know, hey, when it's not there, what do you make happen? See, him, Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Caleb Williams, and Jaden Daniels always make something happen. Oh, there's really nowhere to throw. Where are you going to fit it in? Ooh, he fit it in, yeah. right? He can do that. So that, to me, is the game. And then with people around him, he's really impressive, like really impressive. You know, doesn't need space. Can have people in his face and still throw a 20-yard out route with, like, alligator arms and do all that type of stuff. So, yeah, I think there's going to be some, some interesting conversation there to be had. The one big thing that we've focused on the past several years, ever since the rise of Patrick Mahomes, the idea that when things as scripted don't go the way that you thought, right. what happens? Right. What can you do? Yeah. Can you make things happen? Can you run? Can you survive as the walls yeah. have closed in? Do right. you make the decision to stay there and I'm going to get rid of the football? So yeah. it's, we'll this is where it it's going to be a really interesting conversation. It really is. And where, you know, it's different in this day and age too. When I see mechanical flaws sometimes and things like that, you know, everybody's got quarterback coaches, and people are a lot more aware of some of the flaws they have, and they do improve them. And that's where sometimes I'm a little hesitant to worry about that type of stuff. But, right. yeah, going to be interesting to see well, where this conversation I'm gonna goes. I'm going to tell our next guest all the stuff you just said about Because <laughs> Jake funny. May is going to join He's us. coming in. When PFD Live continues right after this. Awesome. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet. Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 